This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And I quote, The Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. The Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> uh, yeah. News Talk 550, KTSA. I'm Sean. You know, I, I don't think nearly as many of you voted for him if you're a liberal idiot. I don't think as many of you voted for him as, uh, as we were led to believe, but some of you did. How are we feeling about that? Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> first you heard Ronald Reagan delivering a, a, a really, a really cool line, uh, for the, for the Coast Guard, a graduating class, uh, that year's graduating class. It was in his last few days or last term as president, last year of his presidency, I believe. And it's kind of a rah, rah, rah moment, you know, and then you got Biden who Joe being, he's never had an original thought in his head. And so if you're going to try to steal somebody else's line, man, at least get it right, dude. How embarrassing. And he got silenced. There is, man, and, and, and I tell you what, when a joke goes flat, baby, just you keep on moving. You don't, ign- you don't stand there going, wow, you people are dull. <laughs> you're a dull class. How embarrassed, I mean, are you embarrassed? At what point do you, as an American citizen, I'm talking to the rest of you now, the, the cool people, because only cool people listen to this show, except for the odd liberal puke, who's got some weird masochistic thing about listening to me. There's a few of you out there, but most of you are cool. You're cool. Are you, and I, I mean this as a serious question, are you em- embarrassed by this guy at this point, by our president? Um, if you've noticed, I'm not one of those jerks that, uh, like we had with Trump or, or any other conservative president, uh, where who's not my president? You know, Biden is my president. He's the president. I think he cheated to get there, but he is the president. And, uh, I, I want to know if you are embar- proud or embarrassed. Are you proud or embarrassed? By President Joe Biden, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I mean, that was a pathetic moment. He really made an ass out of himself with that. And I, I, you know, I tell you what, as a writer and as a radio guy, I can't stand it when people steal my crap. It doesn't happen very often, but it has happened in the past. And I, nothing makes me nuttier. It, not even if, even if it doesn't involve me. But people who steal other people's ideas uh, and creativity and humor, just it just fills me with rage. It really does. Come up with your own stuff, man. And uh, Biden's been doing that his, his whole professional career. I mean, his whole political career. He's been plagiarizing other people's words and speeches and quotes, taken as his own. I think that's why he basically had to drop out. Was it 1988 when he had to drop out? 
because he's found to have plagiarized, I can't remember if it was in a speech or if it was in a, a, a paper he'd written in college or what have you. But the man has never had an original thought. And and to make it even worse, when it, it just fails miserably because you screwed it up, sir, to like then insult the entire graduating class by saying, boy, you're a dull class. Come on, man. Come on, man. Is even more stinking pathetic. It, it really is, you know. And everybody's watching, man. When you the president of the United States, the whole damn world is watching your dumbass, and that's what that's what happened yesterday. The only people laughing were Putin. Putin man was probably cracking up, man. So uh, yeah, serious question, and I and I mean this, you know, are you are you embarrassed by him? Because I am. I'm embarrassed by my president, who he is the president. I don't think he's the one doing the job. I think the people who helped him cheat to get in there are actually doing the job behind the scenes because I don't think he's capable of it. Not to mention he routinely says that he can't answer any more questions or he'll get in trouble. He's going to get a good spanking from Susan Rice. Or they'll just, you know, take away his jello for a couple of nights. Uh, but, you know, having him out front as the president is just embarrassing. Uh, that's why you, you have war in the Middle East once again and uh, all kinds of shenanigans with China. You know, uh, it, it's sad and it's pathetic. And, and I'll tell you what, especially with Israel and Gaza, you know, when you look at where Donald Trump had us uh, as far as actually getting a lasting peace in the Middle East, we were there, baby. We were there. It's all been swept away. So, you know, are you embarrassed or proud? You know, and I, I, I will, uh, you know, ask the, the liberal idiots of this, uh, whoever is out there listening, because there are, they're, they're there, right, Chris? They sit and listen. I don't know why they, it's some form of their own personal self-loathing that they listen to a show that they, where they disagree with everything the host says. Mm-hmm. But they're out there. Yeah, you, you're out there. You're listening, aren't you? Seriously. Okay. Be objective for once. And call me up and tell me that you're still feeling pretty good about all this stuff. <laughs> that you're, you're feeling pretty good about President Joe Biden at this point. You know, what was that jive crap he did yesterday with the reporter where he threatened to run him over, you know? If he, if he can't ask a question unless you get in front of the car while I hit it. And the other thing I can't stand about Joe Biden, and I, I've been sick of that. I've been, you know, I, he's been in my life since the late 90s when I first started uh, the talk radio portion of my career. And I was in Delaware. That's Joe Biden country. And it, his tough guy routine, it gets so tiresome, man. So tiresome. You're not a tough guy, dude. You look like you could barely stand. You could blow in that guy's face and he'd fall over. He's a mannequin. He's a Lego block. And he's the president. So if you're feeling, still feeling pretty good, I mean, he, he's got a lot of crap going on right now, yeah, <laughs> on his watch. Uh, the, the border, you notice we really haven't heard much about the border this week. I guess uh, the media are, uh, since they're propagandists for this administration, for the Democrats in general, you notice you're really not, the border situation isn't over. It's still going on. Let's go to uh, Richie on line one. Richie, how you doing? You silly drunk. You can't cuss on the air and stay on the air. Thanks. 
Well, there you go. There's uh, another uh, uh, well-educated uh, and, and clear-thinking uh, liberal idiot uh, who has no idea what he's talking about, and uh, he struggles to find something bad to say about Donald Trump. He struggles equally to find something good to say about Joe Biden. So keep on drinking, man. It's working for you. 210-599-5555. God, Chris, do they have to prove it so easily? Do they have to prove how what morons they are so quickly and so easily? At least try, man. At least try. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA started off the show with a very simple question. Are you proud or embarrassed by Joe Biden? And we got one of those liberal idiots that likes to listen to this show and listens every day. Thanks for the support, Richie. Simple question. Simple mind. Simple question. Simple. Well, I mean, I can't figure out because I rarely get a liberal puke on the radio that makes any sense whatsoever. The last guy we talked to, I think last week, remember Chris, his, his, what was his whole thing like? Well, at least we don't have Trump. Trump, Trump told people to inject themselves with bleach. You know, <laughs> That's your reason for thinking Biden's a greater is doing a greater job, a better job. Do they have to prove how stupid they are so quickly? And I can't tell, like with that guy. And it, Chris, but you've noticed this probably because we've worked together together a long time. That they always end up. We always, almost always, whenever we get a liberal idiot on the air, we almost always have to drop them because they start cussing. And I don't know if it's because I'm just getting under their skin. And they're losing it, or if they cuss intentionally so that we'll drop them and they can get out of the, uh, well, the embarrassing situation they're in. I'm pretty sure it's because they play out the call in their mind and they have this way that they think it's going to go. And then right. when it doesn't, then that's their exit plan. That's their exit plan. Drop the F bomb, and that guy will drop me. They can tell all my communist friends, well, uh, moronic friends, that, uh, yeah, he, he shut me down, man. Wouldn't let me talk, man. <laughs> Hey, Richie, your mom wants her TV trade back. Uh, 210-599-5585. Here's Mark on line two. <laughs> Mark, how you doing? <laughs> I, I, I'm disgusted. I'm concerned when I hear people like Richie. Because up to 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. Well, we think. And also <laughs> up to in, in, Bear, in Bear County, in Bear County, about 600,000 people voted for Bear, for Joe Biden. So Again, we think, right? Well, Bear County, I'm very confident of those results. Right, right. Um, the but up to 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. That's that to me disgusts me. Well, again, I don't really believe 80 million people did vote for Joe Biden. Uh, but well, there are people who did. 60, there are people who say, voted let's for. Let's say 60 million people voted for Joe Biden. That's a lot of morons. That's a whole lot of morons. 60 million people, Sean. 60 million people actually took the time, uh, up to 80 million, 60, 80 million people actually proactively voted for Joe Biden, <laughs> who is a 100% incompetent, 100%, he's mentally incompetent to be president of the United States. I concur. I got to run, man. Let's go to Mike Thanks, on man. line one. Mike, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? 
Hey, Sean, what a beautiful day we have. Yes, it uh, is. Blessed day. I have a comment about Uncle Joe. <laughs> if he's not doing so good and we don't like him, why don't we, the American people, uh, impeach him? Now, the first thing you say, you got to have a reason. Well, how about incompetence? like the other uh, Mark just Well, said. but you and I can't that. impeach him, though. I mean, it would take uh, an act of Congress to impeach him, and that's, you know... No, the, it's the not numbers we have happen. numbers we have right now, it's not... They're not going to... They would... No, they're not going to impeach him. I mean, I, no, I, 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 I agree. I think we should. Because I don't right. think he's the guy running the country. <laughs> well, that, that, that may be, but I don't expect that he would be impeached. But what it would do, it would put the Democrats on a defensive... And make them look behind their back. Be, uh, well, maybe. Uh, defensive about. Uh, I, no, I, yeah. I'm not disagree with it. I got to run, man. Let's try, take one more. Let's go to Brian. Brian on line three. How you doing? Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Man, I love What's your show on? every morning. It's just glory for me. But I, <laughs> God you know, bless. Were, Thank you. I <laughs> talking to this liberal idiot a while ago. They like to stay up all night drinking. Hell, I can stay up all night drinking. Engorge myself with Tide Pods. Do an injection of bleach, and I can still know Biden's an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's like if you're still drinking at, you know, 9.20 in the morning, you know, you, you just ride down the road from going chronic there, buddy. You, you get, you're, you're coming up on hands-shaking land, okay, if you're still up drinking at 9.30 from the Amen. night before. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not working for you there, Richie. All right, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you. <laughs> Richie, you better start 12-stepping your way to happiness, man, if your ass is up at 9.27 in the morning still drinking from the night before. I think that was a bunch of crap too. I don't think his mom would let him stay there if he, you know, if he if he was just constantly getting drunk in the basement there. I'm just putting it out there. That's all. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty nine. When we get back, I want to talk about Laurie Lightfoot because she's an idiot uh, as well. Uh, we'll also talk about the Wuhan uh, lab and and. Uh, David Nunez wants to uh, get a commission together or a panel of folks to investigate whether or not you and I paid for any of that uh, that uh, research into the coronavirus that went on at the Wuhan lab with this gain of function stuff. So we'll talk about that a little while a little while later on. And we're back, New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? 210-599-5555. Hey, I got a joke for you, okay? It's, you're gonna like this. This is a good this is a joke. Let me tell you a joke. You ready to hear a joke? Laurie Lightfoot. <laughs> good one, huh? Is she a space alien? Is she is she a replicant? Is she even real? I mean, it's do you know that Chicago, as far as the the criminal, the the, the homicides and the guns, uh, the gun violence, they're breaking records in Chicago every weekend. If you want to freaking die, go to Chicago. Okay, <laughs> if you if you really just want to die, just go to Chicago and walk around, man. Somebody's gonna shoot you. But she is more concerned with the quote overwhelming whiteness. Of the Chicago press covering her. Says it's unacceptable that most reporters covering City Hall are white, honkies, Caucasians, crackos. 
And uh, so she's not talking a white, white, and they're male. There's too many dudes, white dudes, and so she's not going to talk to white dudes anymore. She actually wrote a freaking letter, man. She wrote a letter and gave it to the press and said that if you're if you're whitey, you can't interview me one on one. I'm not talking no, no more white reporters. It's a two page letter. That the taxpayers of Chicago paid for, really. Uh, she said, uh, let's see, uh, she's, uh, needs to keep addressing institutionalized racism in the press corps. Says so she's only going to talk to black and brown reporters. And the capitalization thing is getting a little, you know, stupid to me as well. Because in this story I'm reading, this is from Fox News. Uh, you know, is, is, is white, is that, is that capitalized too? Let me check here. Because, you know, you got to capitalize black and brown now. But uh, uh, she's only going to talk to black and brown reporters. Excuse me for the snort. I, I'm, the mold is high today. The mild is high today. Um, in looking at the absence of diversity across the City Hall press corps and other newsrooms, sadly it does not appear that many of the media institutions in Chicago have caught on and truly have not embraced this moment. She's talking about her moment. She's the first black female mayor of Chicago. No, wait. She's the first black gay female uh, mayor of Chicago. Uh, I have been struck since my first day on the campaign trail back in 2018 by the overwhelming whiteness and maleness of Chicago media outlets, editorial boards, the political press corps, and, yes, the city hall press corps specifically. Yeah. Laurie, okay, most of them are liberal idiots, and they're probably giving you a fairly easy ride, whether they're white, black, or brown. I'm so, you know, and, and, and <laughs> Trey pointed out, Chris and Don, she, she's married to a white chick. <laughs> she's married to a white chick, man, because she's gay. Uh, I wonder if, if that got awkward at the you know dinner table between those two, you know. Are you going to talk to me, Laurie? Are you going to talk to your own wife? Well, that's her privilege. Or am I too white? That is her privilege. Right. You know, and, 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 it, it's so sick of it, man. You, it, this, There is institutionalized racism in this country. It is being created right now. Uh, I, plus, it is interesting to me how people who basically are the institution can't shut up about how racist the institution they inhabit is. Uh, but you know, I, I, the, the, the institutionalized racism, uh, racism in America. And I say this all the time because it's true because I've traveled around the country a fair bit. As far as places I've lived, I've lived in racist towns and I've lived in non-racist towns. It's, it really is regional and geographic. It depends on where you are as far as racism. Uh, the institution itself is not, it's, it's become one of those things that people just say, it's, you know, trendy, institutional racism, but they don't really think about it. You know what I mean? Would, would an institution of racism allow Laurie Lightfoot to be mayor? Would a racist institution have allowed Barack Obama to be president two terms in a row? Or Eric Holder be the attorney general? Or any black person, or brown, Julian and Wok? Uh, to be, you know, in in uh, in high level politics at all? Well, no, of course not. 
But again, people just say institutional racism because it's trendy. It's a trendy thing to say. But there is an institution of racism being crafted before your very eyes, being created and constructed, and it's against Whitey. Let's just say it for what it is. It's against Whitey. How many of this too much whiteness crap do we talk about every single stinking week in this country? You know, critical race theory, whiteness, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of it. It is so stinking racist. And you know what? You know what's sad about it? We're just a handful of decades away from the era of Martin Luther King. How did we go from that content of character stuff uh, in just a handful of decades to a place where we obsess on skin color. Remember, I was talking about the, the actress yesterday. I don't know who the hell she is, but the actress who's like half Filipino or something. I don't know. Kind of ruining the fact, ruining the fact that her husband and her, her, that her daughter is light skinned like a white person. And remember, and she said uh, she kid's one year old, man. Her daughter is one year old. She's a little too Caucasian looking, and so she's already started talking to her about racism. That's her own kid, man. If you buy into all this critical race theory crap, and you buy into this whole white privilege, people white people are inherently racist because they're white. You are the racist in the room. Look in the mirror. There's a racist looking back at you. And it ain't me. I don't live in your medicine cabinet. Uh, you know, I might like to check it out, but that's about it. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's so tiresome. It is, it is becoming so weary uh, or wearisome to, to actually have to even talk about this crap over and over. We actually need laws on the books now that prevent teachers from teaching critical race theory to little kids. Which basically says uh, that uh, uh, the United States of America was created, what, in 1619? Is that the year, Chris? And uh, it, America was created out of racism out of slavery, the existence of this country is rooted completely and utterly in racism. It posits that white people are inherently racist, whether they believe they are or they aren't, or they live that way or they don't, they are. It also posits that black and brown people cannot possibly be racist. In other words, skin color determines everything. A handful of, a handful of decades away from the era of Martin Luther King, who lost his life, for the uh, cause of equality, not equity, equality, lost his life, sacrificed his life, was murdered, assassinated, for daring to say that skin color shouldn't enter into it. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are in the modern age, so to speak, in the year 2021, we can drop a dune buggy on freaking Mars, man. We we got uh, technology beyond anything Martin Luther King could have envisioned in our hands on these phones. And, baby, we're right back. It's all about skin color. It's all about skin color. And it's depressing, and it's stupid, and it's weird. Uh, 210-599-5555. Have any reactions to Lori Lightfoot saying she's not going to talk to Whitey any, anymore? 
uh, uh, give me a call. Uh, American journalism at, th- at that level, anyway, is, is kind of dead already. Uh, Doug, hang on. We'll, we'll get to you as soon as I get back. I promise. I, I just got to take a break here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. We're talking about Laurie Lightfoot. And you're playing Lady Gaga. <laughs> Born this way. Let's uh, let's go to Doug. Is Doug's been holding forever? Uh, Lori Lightfoot's not going to talk to a whitey anymore, white journalists anymore, because they're, they're too stinking racist. Let's go to Doug. Doug, how are you? Sean, hey, hey, hey. Lori Lightfoot's married to a white chick. Yeah, she is. God, okay. Um, <laughs> my I, I, I mean, I I learned something today again, man. Uh, you know, Lori Lightfoot's antics, the fact that the people that are race mongers or race right. are the racist. And yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, if, if people can't see that, I often wondered why people can't see that. And then that dude called you about 30 minutes ago that drinks all night. Um, <laughs> So I kind of I kind of can understand, uh, but it's pretty sickening. And and what a shame they're turning a a generation. They are convincing young people that they're right, they're righteous, but they're turning them into racist. That's all they I are. Know. Brother, go Israel, and I'm out. All right, thank you, man. Well, they are. They're they're creating racists. They are creating a generation of racists that you know young people are not. I've noticed this the past couple of generations, let's say. Okay, really, the racism thing—they—they they don't care. They don't think about it, and I think it's sad that we're taking a generation that more than likely would not give a crap about race in any way, shape, or form, and now they're being taught about it as early as they can start teaching it. That's why, that's why states like Texas and, and a few other states have actually had to put laws on the book preventing this stuff from being taught in school. Let's control both ways. You're a victim. You need me. You're an oppressor. You have to do what I say. Right. Well, that's what it is. And, yeah, I guess I used to get offended in a sense. It's pretty hard to offend me, but I used to get offended uh, at the implication that merely because my skin is white, I'm a racist because that's just not how I've lived my life. Anybody who knows me knows that. I don't. I I also don't, you know, feel the need to put my non-racist credentials out there because that's silly. I don't have to prove nothing to anybody. You can just look at the way I've lived my life. That speaks for itself. Because I think racism is stupid. It's just, it's, it's a stupid idea. <laughs> you know, I know it's not a very deep analysis of the phenomenon of racist, racism, but it's it's stupid to feel you can make any kind of estimation of a human being based upon the color of their skin. That's like saying you can make an estimation on somebody based upon, you know, I guess what their liver looks like, what their kidney looks like, what kind of ears they have. It's stupid. It's just a stupid way to think. Uh, it, it tends to be the purview of morons. And we have a lot of morons, and we're creating more morons. And, and so, it, you know, it, the, the crowd who can't shut up about how racism is taught are now teaching racism to kids. Because you know what? Racism is taught. It has to be taught. 
uh, I was not taught racism. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have racist parents. I didn't have a racist family. My dad thought it was just as stupid as I do. And uh, and so the fact that we're taking young minds and filling them up with this cri- this critical race theory crap, which is entirely racist, is is heartbreaking to a certain extent because we're going backwards. We're going back down the mountain, man. <laughs> we are going back down the mountain uh, and descending into racism uh, uh, once again, and it's sad. And it's there's nothing just about it. It's not justice. It's revenge. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. You are a, you're a really dull class. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> that actually was funny because it was so asinine. News Talk 550 KTSA. That was your president and mine. <laughs> he's he's talking to a graduating class of uh, was Coast Guard, right, Chris? Coast the Coast Guardsman, uh, uh, graduating from the academy or whatever they, they go to training, whatever it is. And he 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 tries to use a line that Ronald Reagan used, which was kind of a badass line about you know being the hard nucleus uh, around the Navy in in times of war, something of that something of that effect. And it's kind of a rah rah. It's not really a joke. It's more of a rah rah. Uh, kind of a statement, and Reagan, you know, nailed it. And then Biden, being Biden, never having an original thought in his head, tries the same line, and he screws it up. <laughs> I guess, I guess the uh, the little teleprompter was a little far away for old Joe to see. He screws up the line; it comes out nonsensical, and then uh, you know, it, there's just silence, man. Yeah, let's, let's take a listen to it. What the hell? My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that, and I quote, the Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are a, you're a really dull class. <laughs> no, you're a really dull and confused old man. I, he sounded like he was describing an M&M. It did, it did, you know what I mean? It didn't really come up. Because <laughs> the, the, the quote that Reagan put out there is, in other words, the Coast Guard are the heart and soul of the Navy. They're the hard nucleus. They're the center around which the, the Navy wraps itself in times of war, which is a pretty uh, heady statement. And then Biden just completely croat. What's a croat? He completely screws it up and gets it all out of order. And they just start, I can imagine the faces, right, Chris? They're just like, what did what, he say? And then to make matters worse, he, he calls them a dull crowd, you know, dull class. You know, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been doing the funny thing for a long time, man. I'm a funny and silly and strange little man. And I do know that, like, when a joke falls flat, you know, when a, uh, something you're doing that's meant to be funny or get some kind of a response and you get no response, don't start insulting the audience. <laughs> you know, that, the last thing you do is, ah, I've seen better heads on a head of lettuce, you know, or something like that. Or Is this thing on? Is the mic on? <laughs> 
you all related to my ex-wife? You know, you start doing that crap, and he just looks, it just looks, makes you look worse, in other words. You must be related to my mother-in-law. <laughs> right, you know. Is the mic on? I expected him to do that. So that's your president, you know. Uh, glory be, aren't we all? What a what a what a ray of inspiration that guy is, man! What a shining example of leadership he is. You're a dull class. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, okay? And uh, and I'm serious. This is a, a serious question. Do you think that the coronavirus was released intentionally by China in in some way, shape, or form? Do you believe there is some intentionality? I just said intentionality uh, with uh, with the with the virus uh, getting out of the lab and, and making its way around the world, especially to New York and and uh, here stateside. Do you think there was some intentionality uh, on the part of the Chinese? Because at the time they were losing a tariff war with Donald Trump, they were being slowly isolated. Uh, from some of the other folks that they've been trading with and have these really, you know, old uh, China-heavy uh, tariff deals. Uh, uh, was this uh, intentional, in your opinion? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. They also had the protests going on. They, that's right. They had the pro-democracy protests going on. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, so the, the, the youth were really starting to turn against the communist government. Uh, they were losing, again, an economic war with the United States, and uh, which was also encouraging other partners of theirs to reconsider their relationship with China. Things were not going well for China at that time. And it was largely because of Donald Trump. We, on the other hand, had a rocking economy. It's the best economy we've ever had in this country. Uh, illegal immigration was down. Uh, you know, we, we had, uh, it doesn't mean it went away completely, but it was down to a trickle. Uh, we were on the precipice of, uh, of, of, uh, a long standing or a lasting peace in the Middle East. Things were going well in America, but the economy is probably, uh, what disturbed China the most. And at that particular moment, a global pandemic. Born out of China. The Chinese, uh, by the way, are still saying it was a bat or something like that. Or a marmot. <laughs> you know. <coughs> and uh, I'm sorry I coughed. I got a little gulp of oxygen, and I'm, I'm allergic to oxygen. So, you know, I, I, I now we have this business of this gain-of-function research uh, that it, allegedly, according to guys like Rand Paul and Devin Nunes, who is trying to put together a commission or a council to look into this, uh, into whether or not American taxpayers in any way, shape, or form funded this research because we had people out there, uh, people who, uh, it's a matter of record, uh, were having trouble sleeping because they knew this virus was in that lab. And uh, I'm trying to remember, Chris, how it broke down. If um, uh, w- once, the, once the virus hit Wuhan itself and hit China, um, uh, they, they, if I remember correctly, they were not letting people leave, uh, that city, uh, who, uh, possibly had been exposed, but they were allowing folks to get on airplanes to go to New York. Uh, I think I got that right. So, you know, I, I believe, yes, it was intentional to a certain extent. I don't know to what extent, but I do believe to a certain extent it was intentional. And no, I'm not anti-Chinese. 
I had some lo mein the other night. This is about the Chinese government, the People's Republic, or the People's uh, Chinese government, whatever the hell they call themselves, the Communist government of China. Let's go to Ron on line one. Ron, how you doing? Yes, sir. Good morning, hey. Sean. How you doing? Hey. Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Uh, as usual, I'll, I'll tell you the same thing, same darn thing every time, because it's a fact. I'm thinking what you're thinking. And, and I just needed to start off with, um, I had two quick, quick items. Uh, one of them is, uh, yes, Wuhan came from China intentionally. We're pretty 90, like 99% sure in light of how we were stepping it up with under Trump and in, in their faces and what they, how they retaliated. Number two, uh, yes, you are the hard nucleus of the morning show there at KTSA. In this case, you really are. <laughs> you really are. Look well, to you for man. at least feel, feel. You're welcome. Uh, do you have any information between you and Don? Do you have any information about what I heard breaking yesterday about these hard drives that were found in Arizona that um, that are going to come to the aid of uh, pretty much of Trump, and they're going to almost um, uh, expedite the. Uh, the information that was that was um, suppressed, insofar as you know, his his, his justification of uh, the win that he did win that there's three now. I you know I three. I don't know much about that story. I'll look into that though. I I, I didn't yeah. uh, really kind of look into that yesterday, but I will, and I can talk yeah. about it tomorrow. Then uh, we'll talk about oh. where and rhyme. Let me let me look into it because I, I I just don't have any information right now. So uh, okay, yeah. I did a lot of uh, napping yesterday. Uh, to be honest with you, I was unconscious for most of the day. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in the club. I'm with you. It's a good, All right, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank sure. you, brother. Thanks for the love, man. I appreciate it. Let's go to uh, where are we? Let's go to Steve. Steve, how you doing? Sean, thank you for taking my call. The sure. uh, the, the the files in at those uh, of those Dominion servers have been located, but Dominion, for some strange reason, is re- refusing to turn over the passwords. I know that much. I left. Right. Uh, I left Fox News election night, and now get all my news, of course, from KTSa, but also from One American News, Newsmax, and the Epic Times. This morning, Newsmax is One American. Solid. Yeah, well, I, I I I enjoy them all. I enjoy all three, but I, I'm I'm done with Fox. I'm not. Uh, right. American News did a report this morning that states emphatically that the. Uh, the Chinese did, in fact, release this, that it was an act of war with the goal to put, quote, put America back in its place and to rid the world of the of the presidency of President Donald J. The Truth Trump, a.k.a. the reality president. So it's it's the first I heard of it. We'll see what else comes out of it. I don't want to believe it was intentional, but it's looking more and more that way. I just, uh, it just lines up nice. I mean, not nice in a positive way, but it, it, the timeline of what was going on between us and China at that moment. Because, and you know it, for the rest of his presidency, Donald Trump had to focus on what? On the pandemic. It crashed the economy in a matter of weeks. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I, um, and, and arguably it gave the Democrats something to claim about Donald Trump that he screwed up the pandemic response or what have you. I don't personally think he did. I think he did quite the opposite. But, you know, it just kind of lines up, you know. And uh, uh, I, sometimes the uh, – what is it? what's the old adage? The uh, quickest uh, way between two points is a straight line. Sometimes the simplest answer is the correct answer. And uh, it just it just lines up for me, you know. And I, yeah. I, 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 I'm like you. It's like I don't want to believe that. But – 
come on, it's just <laughs> it's the, the timing the, the, more than anything uh, else. The timing. The terrorists killed uh, three thousand Americans on nine eleven. China has decimated not just the United States of America with the amount of people that it has killed, but also the world. Mm. And we're still trading with them. The NBA uh, is still in bed with them. Right. Our news media in Hollywood are still in bed with them. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. Uh, I agree, Steve. i got to run, man. Thank you for the call. 210-599-5555. Let's take one more quick one. Here's Alex. How are you doing, Alex? Rima. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Calling from the sprawling metropolis of Hondo. So anyway, <laughs> what's going on out there at Hondo? This was total, what you thinking? This was totally intentional, but it wasn't just the Chinese. Let's really let's really put the onus where it belongs, and it's the Democrat Party. Okay, they colluded with the Chinese. You can't put all this stuff into place by accident. It, it just the the numbers don't line up. The Democrats benefited by everything that happened. Everything. And the Chinese did, too. This was a concerted effort between the two of them. They're all traitors. Look at the CIA, the FBI. They went after Trump with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. Yet well, we have true. all this evidence lying around from Hunter Biden to Nancy Pelosi's husband doing deals with China to the NBA. Hmm. Follow the money. Yep. Always I gotta run. I, I gotta run, man. I'm just. I'm not, I gotta run. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Do you think there was some kind of intentionality with the release of the virus on the world uh, from China? Do you think the Democrats were involved? I, I think. I think players within the Democratic Party may have been involved. I don't think the Democratic Party was involved in that regard. Uh, but, uh, we'll talk some more when we get back in the break. 210-599-5555. It's, uh, Sean Rima on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. How are you? And we're talking about China. China. And uh, do you believe there is some kind of intentionality be- behind the release of the uh, of the COVID virus? I believe there was. I don't know to what extent, but I, I believe it it was. I- again, if you if you look at what was going on in our relationship with China at that time, and Chris sent me a note, uh, Occam's Razor, uh, which uh, you know was something I learned about in philosophy class a hundred years ago, and. It's kind of what I said, right, Chris? It's the all things being equal. The simplest answer is usually is is usually the correct one. I think that's basically what it is. Um, have you ever noticed that when somebody's bullcrapping you, they usually have some it, their, their their explanation of something just feels and seems really complex and convoluted. That's what I mean. You'll hear me say on the air a lot many times that you know, well, you got to take a long intellectual walk to believe A, B, or C. You know what I mean? It's because you, you have to, you know, the, the, the explanation is complex and convoluted, and that's that's kind of a red flag for me. Because usually the simplest answer is the correct answer in, 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 in what you're talking about, whatever it may be. That's why when, when people start talking to me about either faking the moon landing or 9-11 was an inside job, the 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 conspiracies uh, of both are so complicated and so convoluted, and would require so many people to keep 
that secret over several generations is it's just not believable. Whereas China, tariff war, pro-democracy writing and movement uh, inside China. They hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump is really rattling their cage and screwing up their, ter- their trade deals. Boom, shakalaka, a virus. Now, it is circumstantial. This is true. Uh, and again, this is just my opinion. I, I don't know any of this stuff. But it certainly seems to fit. Let's go to um, Michael on line four. Michael, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean, uh, another piece to the puzzle. Back in 2019, in the summer, China made an announcement that they were no longer taking any recyclable plastics in. And think about the big picture. Look at all the junk that they ship over here. (laughs) That's plastic toys. Right. uh, Clothes. Why would you, you know, and we're... uh, you know, as a nation, I mean, we're, you know, we're one of the biggest consumers of all that crap. Uh, why would you stop taking those plastics other than, and one thing, one thing that always popped to my mind is, well, you knew that everything was going to shut down. Right. You don't want to be warehousing all this stuff because my position is you, you can't get enough of those recyclable plastics to do all your plastic injection molding. Well, because one other thing they were also doing is they were stockpiling a lot of medical stuff that uh, would become vital in the in the breakout of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of stuff stockpiled, <laughs> masks, these ventilators, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff, and uh, uh, people forget that, you know, almost like they had been preparing for something, you know. And uh, our stocks were depleted because uh, Obama, during his time in office, was told repeatedly. Uh, to uh, well, after the H1N1 virus, to replenish our supplies of medical stuff, and he didn't. So I, I don't know if that plays indoor or not. But but it, you know, it it's a lot of stuff that makes you go hmm. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate the call. Thank you. One more. Let's go to Charles on line one. Charles, how you doing? Doing good, sir. Hey, run this across your crazy brain. What about the virus being released? in the atmosphere because they got around the world so quick what about a, a virus that was released in the atmosphere because the atmosphere kind of circles the earth and that's where it kind of filtered down what do you i don't know because I, I all i remember is there were people that we were told were positive and who were being allowed by china to get on airplanes and and fly internationally and fly into especially into new york which kind of became at the epicenter of this whole thing for us was New York. Well, yeah, for us. But how did they get around the world so quickly? What, did they have a Chinese guy going to South Africa and <laughs> Asia? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's you know, possible, you know. but the world so quickly? Right, you know? right. It's certainly possible. I mean, I, again, I'm not a virus guy, so I don't, I don't really know enough about it to, to have an informed opinion, but. Certainly, it was weird that, that they were letting people travel when they weren't letting their own yeah. people, you know, in and around Wuhan go anywhere. So, I, I don't know, man. It's weird stuff. All right. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Uh, 210-599-5555. Oh, can I just, this has nothing to do with the Wuhan virus or the the China virus or whatever we're calling it now to make ourselves feel better. Chris, I'm, I'm already, Don, I'm already, I'm so sick of this friends thing already. My, my God. 
When is that happening? When is that going to be over, the Friends reunion? It's like, it's, it, 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 they do segments on it on the news, on the morning shows. and I'm, God, I'm already sick of them all. I never liked that show. And I am somewhat suspicious of people who did. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's give it a few more days. Is it over in a few days? Well, please? I think it's going to be streaming for a while, but you know, uh, once once people have had a chance to watch it and get used to the fact that it's there. Yeah, but that's just until they do the movie reboot. Oh God, please no! <laughs> watch a bunch of fifty-year-old yuppies interacting with each other. I did see. I guess there's a contest where you can stay in the apartment that they had that they Ooh. that they. They filmed it, and they could stay in the apartment if that would make you happy. No. No, I'm fine. Two and zero. <laughs> Is Jennifer Aniston going to be there? Well, yeah, yeah, yes. Lisa, well Lisa Kudrow <laughs> was, in the, was in the bed. You know, maybe. A, yeah. Well, I'm a married, happily married man. I wouldn't do that. I'm just saying. Lisa Kudrow was the only thing I liked about that show. And there's a couple of things I liked about her. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a break. It's Sean on New Fox 550 KTSA. <laughs> and we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. I'm sick of talking about all this unhappy crap going on in the world. Let's, yeah, I was talking about, a minute ago about Friends, which is, I just never watched the show. It just it didn't interest me. They got a big reunion sh- uh, show that's coming up on HBO Max in a couple of days, I think. And uh, it's it's not they're not playing the characters they're just going to sit around and talk about it, which should be fascinating. And uh, you know, I, I told you that when this story first we first started talking about this earlier in the week, uh, you know I, I I told the story of this salesperson I knew at the first radio station I worked at. I was I was doing a morning show there, you know, a hundred years ago. And uh, this uh, salesperson, her, her and her fiance at that time. They were obsessed with the movie, with the show Friends. They they had little parties every week. I think Don was. I think that was on Thursday nights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, back when things actually, you had to sit and watch something at you know a specific time. And uh, you know they they were so they would have little they'd have all their little yuppie friends over, and that's back in the days when we still I still called them yuppies. And uh, they'd have little weekly parties, and then when they got married. I didn't. I wasn't invited to the wedding because she hated my guts. But it, when when they got married, they had a friends theme to it. You know, they played the stupid song and they walked down the aisle. They're still married, by the way. It's interesting. They don't hate me anymore. But <laughs> y'all aren't friends. We're on Facebook. I know we're on Facebook. Um, and I, it's got me thinking about shows. You know, favorite TV shows. You know, do you have a favorite? T- is there a t- is there one TV show that you know, you will watch whenever it's on, or maybe you've collected it, and and it's your sort of your your comfort food. Is there one TV show that you have loved and still love? Uh, what would that be? I'm, I'm just kind of curious because, and, and the reason I bring it up is because TV sucks right now. It's just so much of it. Just it's such crap. Most of it. I mean, uh, and I'm not talking about limited run series either. I mean, your favorite TV show. I mean, uh, I, I think, I don't know, people probably know mine. It's House MD. Star Trek was probably my very first favorite TV show. The original one, the cool one, before the yuppies got on board the Enterprise in the 80s. But, I mean, 
House MD is one of those shows, where, and I got several of the seasons on DVD because I still collect DVDs and CDs because I'm an old guy. And uh, I think that's probably still one of my favorite shows. It was just such a well-scripted and well-acted show. It's one of those sh- – I, I like shows that you can watch over and over again, even though you know what the ending is. You know what I mean? And House was kind of like that where y- if you've seen, you know, all the episodes like I have, you, you kind of know how he figures stuff out. But it's still fascinating to watch how he does that. And the characters were so well-developed in the way that they interacted with each other. It's That's my favorite TV show. Well, and half the show is him insulting people. Yes! <laughs> And he did it so well, you know. It was just he was just a the guy was a complete, you know. He's brilliant, uh, brilliant doctor and diagnostician, but you know, which is a smarmy, <laughs> you know, snotty, you know, making fun of people all the time, and just kind of guy. And I just I, there was something about that character that I loved, and and he was also human because he had the addiction going and all that stuff. Chris, what would you say is your favorite show? Do you have a favorite TV show, Chris? Uh, I mean, I've had so many. I guess first that I remember would have been Seinfeld. Seinfeld I really like that right. one. I know you don't like, but uh, I liked Monk. I heard. I think you Monk's said you were getting into that show. one. Yeah. I've never seen it before because I remember when it was on, and uh, they had a Monk marathon a couple of weekends ago. And I sat and watched like six or seven episodes in a row. That's a brilliant show. Is Don Morgan there? Is Don Morgan have a favorite? And you guys want to call me up and tell me what your favorite TV show is? 210-599-5555. Doesn't have to all be pandemics and war. <laughs> you know, Don, did you have a you have a favorite TV show that's uh, one that you'll still watch once in a while now when it comes on? MASH. I used to love that. MASH was, was a great show. Yeah. MASH was a great show until the, the last couple of seasons. You know what I mean? When I, I, it, it, usually it, the case with any TV show that's been on well, for any length of time. Right, is, um, they get a little weak in the storylines. Although the the end, the last mash episode, farewell, amen, oh, and goodbye, brilliant. was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, House MD, the last. I, I wasn't a big fan of like the last two seasons, especially the last the last season. I I, I don't sit and watch because uh, you're right. Sometimes the shows just kind of start to you know come up with fresh ideas. You know, all the time is going to be difficult. The only show that I think that was good all the way through, and it was it was deter- it was you know developed as a five year storyline. I believe maybe I'm wrong about that. I think I didn't think they intended it to go on as long as they did, but then they found that people really really liked it, and so they extended it. Was Breaking Bad, yeah. which was a phenomenal TV show. I, I, I don't even probably really think the best of that. one I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't even really think of that as a TV show. I think of it as a five year movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because you 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 really couldn't watch individual episodes and and know what the hell was going on. Well, you know, I didn't get into that one until later in the game. It it had had wrapped up by the time I started watching it. I think it was one of my kids told me about it. I uh uh I got into it uh, probably around the time it was hitting its last couple of seasons. So Mm -hmm. after I binge watched, you know, the lead up, then I was able to watch them new. And uh, and then when it wrapped, I was I was sad, but it was such a brilliant ending. That that whole that whole storyline was just right. brilliant, and the acting. Did you know Anthony Hopkins? Uh, famously, uh, uh, got the DVD set of uh, of Breaking Bad because he'd heard so much about it. One of the finest actors a human race has ever produced. And apparently, he he spent one weekend 
just watching Breaking Bad until he was through. And then he sends Brian Cranston a letter saying it was one of the finest examples of acting I've ever seen. Imagine Anthony Hopkins telling you that. You know what I mean? But it, it, there was, I think everybody on that show was oh, fantastic yeah. in that, it, it, from the most minor of characters all the way through. Yeah, even like uh, uh, Jesse's little buddies there who were right, kind of yeah. creepy and weird, you know. Because yeah. we all know guys like that. <laughs> yes, we these do. two creepy guys. I am a always, guy like that. They're always, <laughs> you got these two guys, they're real creeps, they're always hanging out together. You know? Right, you right. Don't, you don't know where they live, you don't want to know where they live. But they're always, <laughs> they That's just right. kind of show up. <laughs> yeah. That was a great show. Right. Oh, I got calls here. Where are we? Let's take a, uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Mike and Matt, Matt what is it? Metals? Uh, we'll talk to you guys when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're just talking about stupid crap right now. Oh, it's not stupid. It's fun. We're talking about your favorite TV show. Uh, what's your favorite TV? Because I, uh, I, you know, I'm already sick of the build-up to the Friends reunion, which I never liked. I just never wasn't my thing, man. That Friends thing. And so we were talking about some of our favorite shows. Let's go to Mike on line one. Mike, how are you doing? Hey, brother, love your show. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, I, real quick, I just want to know how Hong Kong's freedoms work from this whole uh, COVID thing, and then. What's, what's, how did how did uh, the freedoms work for Hong Kong? Oh right, right, right. The the and the pro democracy. Yeah, I, I believe that did play a part, play a role in this uh, as far as why they did what they did. But what about the and TV they, show? Oh yeah, of course. The most important thing, Air Wolf, buddy. Air Wolf. Air Wolf. Oh man, that's a trick uh, trip in the wayback machine. I what the hell was that guy's name? I'm dad. trying to. I can see that guy, Jan Michael Vincent. Right. I watched that show when I was a kid with my dad. I can't tell you a line, catchphrase, nothing. But when I was a kid, something about a helicopter that made Knight Rider look like a win. <laughs> it was on at the same time, too, right, because I, I yeah, used to watch Knight Rider. And uh, Jan Michael Vincent, and was this first name in that show, like, Stringfellow? I think his first name was Stringfellow, and I remember thinking, what the hell? I've never heard of anybody named Stringfellow. What the hell is that supposed to mean? And he oh, had it, the helicopter. It was a brain dump show. You just had to a, watch the helicopter, baby. Yeah, it was all about the helicopter. That came out, actually, uh, there was a very popular movie that did very well at that time. It's long since been forgotten, called Blue Thunder, starring Roy Scheider. Uh, and it was about this uh, really cool helicopter, uh, modern helicopter could do all this weird crap. Uh, it also came out around the same time that Clint Eastwood did Firefox, uh, which was, again, about, you know, a really crazy jet airplane that could do all kinds of weird crap. So that stuff was big back then at that, at that particular point in the 80s. The 80s. The 80s. News Talk 5. Thank you for the call, man. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm going to call up and tell us what your favorite TV show is, uh, 210-599-5555. Of course, I love WKRP in Cincinnati. That was a great show. Um, I, I've never been a big sitcom guy, you know, because uh, I, I think I got burned out on sitcoms when I was a kid in the 70s because everything was a sitcom back then. 
you know, every night of the week you had like nine different sitcoms, half-hour sitcoms. And so I, I kind of got burned out on sitcoms. And so the ones that I actually liked have stuck out of my mind. Uh, Night Court was a funny show. You remember that show with John Larroquette? Yeah, yeah. Bull. And Harry Brown, what was his name? Uh, he just passed away a couple of years ago. Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson. Uh, yeah, but the and, bailiff and Bull, he was the best. He was funny. Oh, Bull was funny. Marky Post. I was in love with Marky Post. Was that her name? Played the uh, the, the other the, lawyer. Yeah. Marky Post. She got me through adolescence. I know that's a little too too much information. But I sailed through adolescence thanks to Marky Post. Well, no, that was later on. Maybe I was late to adolescence. Maybe I'm still going through it. Uh, Night Court was good. Mel Torme. <laughs> Mel Torme. Oh, he was he, he was show. Oh, right, right, right. Because his favorite guy was Mel Torme. The judge, and so they actually had him on a couple of episodes. That's right. Do you now? This is a real. I don't know if you'll remember this one or not, because I, I in the early nineties, uh, you know, I didn't really watch a lot of uh, TV because I was too busy partying and meeting girls, or moving in with them, and uh, so I just didn't watch a lot of TV at that time. Like the X Files, I didn't really sit and watch. I didn't watch Twin Peaks, and I'm a big David Lynch fan until just a few years ago. I'd never seen it. But there was a science fiction show that came out in the early 90s, and uh, I didn't watch it until they started playing it on the Sci-Fi channel, and it was Babylon 5. Does anybody remember Babylon 5? The, the special effects by today's standards are horrible, because it was sort of the beginning of the whole computer animation thing. Babylon 5 was a really good show. That was another show that was kind of set up like a five-year uh, storyline, which they completed. I remember not watching it. You remember not watching not it? Not by choice. I just I remember it was on. And, right. But I, I remember I not watching it, too, and it was first run. And then I started watching it. A buddy of mine uh, in radio uh, said it was a really good show, so I, but my ex-wife and I started watching it, and it was a really good show. You know, the new Battlestar Galactica was a good show. That was actually a very, very, very good show. Uh, the the re, the remake of the Battlestar Galactica uh, series uh, back in again the early double O's. I enjoyed that. Well, we're just learning all kinds of stuff about each other today, aren't we? Aren't we, Mister Man? Final uh, couple of minutes here. If you want to get in under the wire, either with your favorite TV TV show, or you want to say something about the news, anything we've discussed, or if you're disgusted by my behavior, call us up two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And I, I can't find anything now. I mean, The Mandalorian was probably the last really, I thought, really good TV show. That was a really good show. I was surprised by how good it was. Uh, I don't know. What are they doing with that? They got like a whole new storyline or something like that, I think, that they're that they're going to do. So I may check that out. Well, they're going to have to take out the man. What's that? They're going to take out Boba, or the, not Boba Fett. Well, just the man part. Can't be man anything anymore. Oh, right, it's right. Gonna be DeLorean, man, it's got to be DeLorean. Per Which, person DeLorean. <laughs> well, they got, they got rid of that UFC chick, too, So because she was politically incorrect. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to watch it because of that. I'm not going to watch anything. That, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, when they fired her for voicing an opinion, I, I thought, that sucks, man. You people suck. So you're going to do a Bandalorian? I'm going to do a Bandalorian. That's right. But, you know, most of the time, there's just nothing. The TV of today just sucks, man. Do you know what I watched Saturday night? 
when I could stay up late, because on Friday and Saturday nights I like to stay up late and watch TV. Columbo. No, I didn't have any new Columbo. I, all the Columbos I have, I've already seen a thousand times. <laughs> new Columbo. I, I, well, what I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Newly recorded Columbo. Newly recorded Columbo, man. That's what I'm trying to say here. But sometimes my words get all messed up in my mind. That's what my wife says anyway. Oh, just one more thing, ma'am. I, uh, no, I, I watched like a rerun of Jimmy Swagger. I don't know why, but I will sit and watch Jimmy Swagger on Saturday nights. Because he's got the, he had, I don't, these aren't new. I don't, I don't these are reruns, I believe. But Jimmy Swaggart has or had the greatest gospel choir and the greatest bunch of singers and the greatest band. The whole first hour is just music, man. It's great. All right, that's it. I'm done. Uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins up next. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, uh, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Bye.